0: I am spending a lot less this year. Tonight on the News Hour, keeping the holiday budget in check. The impact of inflation on this season of spending. Plus...
1: We have to be pretty grateful about the things that we have here.
0: Lessons from Ukraine, BC's top burn doctor back from a war zone. How his work will have a long-term impact. And...
2: Oh, my God, I'm so happy
0: to be here. 1,800 pounds of turkey and nearly 600 pies. A Christmas meal to fill the belly and the soul.
3: You're watching Global BC. This is Global NewsHour at 6.
0: Good evening and thanks for joining us. Sarah is off tonight. It is the first weekend of December and many are using it to take a run at ticking off those Christmas lists. But this year, shoppers might have to make some difficult choices as they face inflation on all fronts. Katherine Urquhart reports.
2: Holiday shopping is now in full swing with Christmas only three weeks away. Spending habits this year are varied as record high inflation impacts consumers. I am spending a lot less this year, yeah. Do you spend less or more this year, do you think?
1: It's always a bit ridiculous, yeah. I, I like Christmas shopping. I think about the same as last year, I think, so far.
2: For many retailers, this season has been extra challenging as they try to predict what people want and how much they're willing to spend. Already, some shop owners are noticing a difference. People are um, buying smaller items and our bigger ticket items are a little uh, sort of a harder sell right now. So uh, smaller purchases, um, frequent purchases... The baskets are big, but the dollar total might be a little bit less than last year. A report by Deloitte estimates about $1,520 will be spent by each of us this holiday. That's down 17% compared to last year. Food is of course also a big part of the festivities and prices have gone up sharply for many items. At Sebastian Fine Meats, they're dealing with inflation by recommending options to their customers, ones that cost a little bit less.
1: It's not uh, the traditional prime rib roast anymore. It's like uh, people are getting way more creative, and the demand on other cuts is bigger. And especially because of we're out of coming out of this, out of these weird times, it's also that people are more like reserved waiting to put their
2: orders in. So for many it may be a downsized holiday this year but one they definitely still plan to celebrate. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
0: BC's health minister is reassuring British Columbians the province has enough flu vaccine after reports some pharmacies are out. Because BC's influenza doses have been distributed to more than 2,000 doctors' offices and more than 1,000 pharmacies for maximum access, Adrian dick says select pharmacies may be out of flu shots on any given day. Despite reports of people being unable to get their flu shots at the same time as their bivalent COVID vaccines due to this issue, the minister assures us there is no shortage of flu vaccine.
4: There's lots of vaccine in the province, and the only reason there might be problems right now is we're trying to distribute it to so many people to make it easier for people to get vaccinated. So when you have uh, more than 3,000 places in the province where you can get a vaccine, sometimes there are issues. But we have... Um, 560,000 doses uh, as of last Tuesday in the province would be more than half a million still today and we want want to encourage people to get vaccinated.
0: Adrian Dix says BC's vaccination rate is still too low among children and people are encouraged to get their kids vaccinated in the weeks ahead of Christmas. Well, police in the Tri-Cities are hoping to ease fears in the area following two high-profile incidents, uh, violent incidents, in the last few weeks. Mounties are hosting a pair of neighborhood outreach sessions in Coquitlam this weekend, giving the public the opportunity to speak about public safety and address any concerns. The sessions come after an alleged robbery at a Port Coquitlam car dealership and subsequent vehicle chase and shootout with police. November 22nd, a day later, two people were killed in a Coquitlam shooting, one police believe is linked to the Lower Mainland Gang conflict.
5: It's just any event that has impacted not only, you know, the the victims and witnesses that were directly impacted by that incident, but it also, uh, this program will allow to support people in the community, um, maybe your neighbors that feel unsafe.
0: Tomorrow's event is 10 to 2 p.m. at James Park Elementary in Port Coquitlam. A man who was recently wanted on a BC-wide warrant has pleaded guilty to assault with a weapon, but he won't be behind bars for very long. On August 30th, 44-year-old Mohammed Adada threatened to stab a security guard in South Vancouver. He was arrested, charged and released on bail. However, he didn't show up for his court appearance and he was promptly rearrested Now Adada has been sentenced to 12 months probation and one day in jail with time served. The 44-year-old has a history of run-ins with the law. He's previously been convicted on five separate assaults since May of last year.
6: We are going to see a lot more cases like this where you've got repeat violent offenders that are being released right back into society to continue to commit crimes against uh, the community. And I think that's very unfortunate. And we've said before, we'll say it again, that they need to give clear direction to Crown counsel to put the interest of public safety before the interest of a right of a criminal to be released back into the public. The
0: B.C. Prosecution Service recently revised its bail policy following a directive from the Attorney General's office. The directive asks the Crown to hold repeat violent offenders in detention before trial if bail conditions cannot reduce the risk to public safety. Two people are in hospital with non-life-threatening injuries following a disturbance inside a Langley apartment building. Langley RCMP converged on this building Friday afternoon in the 5600 block of 201A Street. Police say a person of interest barricaded themselves inside a unit. Officials were able to make an arrest without incident. So far, no word on what sparked the incident. One person has been injured in a serious crash in South Vancouver. It happened Friday night. Vancouver police say three teen girls were crossing East 49th at Inverness just after 9 p.m. when a vehicle struck two of them. One of the girls was taken to hospital with a head injury. Police say the driver remained on scene and is cooperating with the investigation. Drugs and alcohol are not being considered as contributing factors. Meanwhile, one person has been taken to hospital in unknown condition following a car crash in Delta. It happened near 80th Street and Highway 17, not far from the Tilbury connector. Video shows not much left of the front end of the sedan. No word on what caused the crash. BC RCMP are officially kicking off the annual counterattack campaign this evening, while police on Vancouver Island are already busy with suspected impaired drivers. Early Thursday, this white Jeep rolled and crashed into a tree on Cedar Hill Road in Saanich. Fortunately, the driver escaped with just minor injuries. Police say alcohol is believed to have been a factor. Saanich police launched their winter counterattack program Friday evening with enhanced road checks throughout this holiday month. Drivers are encouraged to plan ahead to get home safely. ICBC says impaired driving claims the lives of 64 people every year in this province. A landslide near Jason Creek in Squamish prompted an evacuation order for multiple homes in the area. At least 10 properties were ordered to evacuate Friday evening after the squamish lillooet Regional District cited an immediate danger to life caused by the landslide. Residents were told to shut off their gas, electrical appliances, close all windows and doors, and leave Electoral Area C near Reed Road. The order was rescinded at around 7.30 in the evening, but does remain in effect for one property. Well, it was a rough day for B.C. ferries on Friday. Most notably, one of its vessels accidentally dropped its anchor while, se- while sailing across the Strait of Georgia. The spirit of British Columbia was traveling from Sports Beta to Wasson and had just gone through Active Pass when its anchor somehow came free. No one was injured, but it took over an hour for crews to retrieve the anchor and for the vessel to resume its journey.
2: You could feel it hit the ocean floor and then it just dragged and uh, we felt the tugs until finally it brought
7: us to a grinding halt. I've had no reports of any injuries. As I indicated, the vessel was in no danger. It's obviously an inconvenience to our customers as they were delayed in their voyage today. And we certainly apologize for that.
0: BC Ferry says it will be conducting an investigation into how that anchor ended up being released. And BC Ferries had to cancel plenty of sailings between Bowen Island and Horseshoe Bay on Friday evening because of a staffing shortage. A water taxi was made available to move passengers and a parking lot was opened up for passengers to leave their cars behind. Meanwhile, the leader of the BC opposition says he's concerned about future ferry cancellations.
7: We certainly appreciate the inconvenience, Uh, it has been causing customers on Bowen Island and we're working very hard to resolve those staffing issues. We certainly apologize
8: for it. Everyone was lovely, they had hot chocolate and coffee in the terminal and yeah, everyone was uh, really welcoming and it was organized.
6: When you live on an island, you have to kind of go with the wave Uh, and take, take,
5: take it as it is.
0: Deb Marshall from BC Ferry says there is no indication about any further staffing issues on the Bowen Island Ferry this weekend, but she does suggest that you check out BC Ferry's website if you need to head out. BC's premier held a family photo op at a, a downtown Vancouver's public skating rink today. David Eby, his wife, 8-year-old Ezra and 3-year-old Eva laced up their skates at Robson Square, which opened for the winter season on Thursday. The holiday tradition attracts more than 100,000 visitors each year. The Robson Square Outdoor Rink will be open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. weekdays and until 11 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays right through February. Skating is free if you bring your own skates, and skate rentals are $5 and include a helmet.
1: It's so important, especially coming out of COVID, for families to have a chance to get outside and uh, with global inflation, uh, having an impact on all families in our province, things like this that are low cost and, uh, and available or make a difference uh, for them. And certainly it was a lot of fun for our families today.
0: Coming up, a simple lock of hair can go a long way. The creative protest coming together at the Vancouver art gallery today against the Iranian regime. Plus a BC physician back from Ukraine. Perspective he gained during two weeks treating wounded in the war zone. Well, one of B.C.'s top doctors has just returned from a harrowing experience treating the war wounded in Ukraine. Our Paul Johnson spoke with Anthony Papp about the life and death struggle in the country and how people there are coping.
1: Well, I was asked if I wanted to go and uh, volunteer in uh, Ukraine.
3: Of the many different ways that Canadians have supported Ukraine, No doubt, one of the most consequential has come in the form of Canadian doctors who've traveled there on their own time to help.
1: Most of the patients that I treated were mostly soldiers, injured either in the trenches with explosions or, or burned in other ways at the front.
3: Anthony Papp is B.C.'s top burn doctor. For two weeks this fall, he brought his expertise to a hospital in the western city of Lviv. There he encountered the stream of war wounded, complicated by delays in evacuating soldiers from the front and the limitations of Ukraine's medical infrastructure.
1: These patients are always, almost always already infected with various bacteria before they even get to the burning on it, which makes things really complicated. But PAP says
3: Ukrainian morale remains high, with few at the hospital talking about the war, let alone complaining about it. Beyond the patients he treated, one lasting contribution will be his input into new medical protocols for treating burns there. As for safety, he was fine during his stint in Lviv. But a Russian missile barrage a few days after he left served as a reminder Canadian doctors have been taking real risks
1: there. The closest one hit, like 500 metres from the hospital where I worked.
3: Paul Johnson, Global News.
0: A creative and eye-catching display in downtown Vancouver today in support of the freedom movement in Iran. Thousands of protesters showing up at the art gallery to have a lock of their hair cut and added to this wall with the message, Women, Life, Freedom. That has become the unofficial slogan of the movement in Iran, demanding an end to the Islamic Republic. The act of cutting one's hair in defiance of the regime started as a rallying cry after the death of 22-year-old Masa Jina Amini. She died in September while in the custody of Iran's so-called morality police for reportedly wearing her hijab loosely. We know that cutting your hair has been a powerful symbol, an act of defiance against a really brutal regime. We have the ability to cut our hair here. So what better thing to do than cut a lock in solidarity?
4: To support the revolution of people in Iran, uh, they call it uh, women revolution. And it's very inspiring. We are hoping that we can get rid of the Islamic regime uh, in Iran. And establish a better society for everyone to be free
0: the wall of human hair event coincided with the weekly saturday protests at the vancouver art gallery today's protests showed unity between the people of ukraine and iran both groups coming together to fight for freedom up next controversy over canada's right to die laws how can our government even be looking at expanding made laws The growing chorus of opposition to including mental disorder to medical assistance in dying also ahead working toward a future free of plastic pollution major change is coming to canada's assisted dying laws and it's causing division among medical experts by march it will be legal for people with mental health issues to receive medical assistance in dying But some of Canada's top psychiatrists and families of patients are warning that will set a dangerous precedent. Global's Tariya Isri has more.
7: Psychiatrists are trained to deal with people in crisis. But some are now having their own crisis of confidence when it comes to
9: medically assisted dying. Our role as therapists, as psychiatrists, is in suicide prevention. And so to ask us to then facilitate suicide is uh, very dissonant.
7: The laws around medical assistance in dying, or MAID, are set to expand, including Canadians with mental illness. But medical experts across the country warn Canada's health care system is not ready.
5: And We already know there are... Not really
0: clear consensus on a definition of, for example, what it means for someone to have a mental illness
7: that is incurable or irremediable. So we already know there's this risk of inconsistent application of MAID. When MAID became legal seven years ago, only patients with a terminal illness were eligible. In 2019, a Quebec judge ruled this restriction was unconstitutional, so Parliament amended the bill.
4: In my view, mental illness is no different than any other medical illness. I believe that uh, doctors are quite capable
6: of uh, assessing people with psychiatric illness and um, coming to the same
4: uh, conclusions that they have for people who have, uh, you know, cancer or uh, lung disease or uh, uh, neurological disorders.
7: But families of patients worry there are not enough protections. We are so angry and insulted at how they just all turn their heads. Trisha Nichols told a parliamentary committee that her brother Alan was suicidal when he checked into the Chilliwack hospital July 16, 2019. Ten days later he died with medical assistance. How can our government even be looking at expanding MAID laws? There are currently no laws protecting the vulnerable or their families from
1: MAID. We understand that making sure we're respecting people's rights and their choices at the same time as we protect the most vulnerable, is a very important but challenging balance to establish.
7: Psychiatrists fear that balance will be even harder to strike with the healthcare system under immense pressure.
3: Telling my patients that you will make it easier for them to die has enraged me. They will die because of lack of services. They will die because psychiatrists will now have legal permission to give up.
7: The Parliamentary Committee studying the issue still has to release its final report. If Canada goes ahead with the amended legislation, we will have some of the most lenient assisted dying laws in the world. Taria Isri, Global News. Well, today is International Day of Persons with Disabilities.
0: And while advocates in B.C. say we've made a lot of progress over the years we still have a long way to go. Well, if you watched any of Dr. Bonnie Henry's media briefings during the pandemic, you will recognize Nigel Howard, the sign language interpreter. He says the deaf community has benefited from measures such as signing at news conferences and even on screens at YVR. But he says there still needs to be a greater change in attitude.
1: The education establishment, the medical establishment are all about curing or fixing the deaf child. and for them they see the deaf person or the deaf child as a disability and from that framework. But I see us as a cultural group and a minority culture with our own language.
0: On another topic, Howard says it's ridiculous that Douglas College is suspending its interpreter training program at a time when there's a growing shortage of ASL interpreters. Well, back in March, 170 countries pledged support for a UN resolution to end plastic pollution around the planet. This week saw the start of negotiations to make that promise a reality. The first meeting of governments began in Uruguay Monday to negotiate a legally binding treaty on plastic pollution. The goal is to finish the treaty text by 2024 and then begin implementation. Some of the measures being considered include a cap or even a ban on new plastic production, setting up a circular economy for reusing plastic items and removing harmful chemicals from plastics.
10: We know there's at least 10,000 different uh, chemical compounds used in plastics, either as additives or for their, um, uh, their properties, such as uh, you know, malleability, etc. cetera. Um, but uh, at least a quarter of those, over 2,500, are known to be toxic and harmful, uh, both to humans and um, uh, other organisms.
0: Canada's ban on some single-use plastic items like cutlery, bags and straws begins its three-year rollout on December 20th. Tesla has delivered its very first heavy-duty semi-truck. The innovative new vehicle is capable of completing an an approximately 800-kilometer journey on a single charge. Tesla says the long-haul truck is reducing highway emissions while outperforming existing diesel models in terms of power and safety. Pricing has not yet been announced, however, Walmart and United Parcel Service have already put in orders and reserved the truck. Up next, feeding the body and the soul at Union Gospel Mission. Also ahead, art on display at a Vancouver landmark.
3: All the latest news, all the latest updates. Get it first. Good evening, and thanks for joining us. Get it at 11. Global News at 11.
0: Well, after a long COVID pause, one of the major service providers on Vancouver's downtown east side is celebrating its 82nd Christmas dinner indoors again. Besides a warm meal, the Union Gospel Mission says the 1,800 pounds of turkey with all the fixings is feeding hope into the lives of those in need. Kristen Robinson reports.
5: For the first time in three years, Union Gospel Mission is hosting its annual Christmas meal indoors.
4: I live in a subsidized housing right now, and it's very limited space where I can cook and all this. And I live by myself. I don't always enjoy eating by myself, so I come here.
5: Downtown Eastside resident Sam McKay looks forward to the early turkey dinner every year. Since the pandemic paused the inside gatherings in 2020 and 2021, the recipients of the 3,000 meals served up Saturday are grateful to be back together.
2: Yes, amazing. It's amazing. It's great. I'm so happy to be here. I come here every day. Not
3: no, like every year. I come every year, every day to eat here. I never had Christmas dinner for five years. I've been living on the streets for five years.
4: There's nothing out there to really be able to help you sustain yourself a lot of times, so especially at this time of year when it's cold out.
5: John Oakley would know. Once homeless, he entered the UGM program in 2008 and is now giving back as one of 200 volunteers helping change lives.
4: Otherwise, for a lot of people, for myself even back in those days, I wouldn't have the meal if it wasn't for this place.
5: The connections made over this meal, also stirring food for thought about the future.
4: Hopefully that's the beginning of
8: something uh, in their life that uh, maybe makes a difference from where they're at today and uh, helping them get to a different place.
4: It's a beautiful thing for me. It's, It's like a family here.
0: Kristen Robinson, Global News. And it was a beautiful day for a Christmas dinner. Let's bring in meteorologist Yvonne Shell with a look at our forecast. It was gorgeous out there today, Yvonne.
9: Yeah, it was nice to see the sun so It's nice to see you too. Uh, temperatures, the big weather story that we're following across the province, factor in the wind chill. Many areas, especially along the north coast inland, we're feeling into the minus 20s. A quick snapshot of our current temperatures, and these are the wind chills, so the feels like. Smithers at minus 22, Prince George minus 18, Whistler were into the minus double digits, and areas near Cranbrook feeling like minus 14. Now overnight tonight, bundle up. We'll dip down to minus 4 for the lower mainline of Metro Vancouver. And leading in towards the early morning hours, that's going to feel like minus 10. It'll be a very chilly start to the morning, but then we're back into some sunshine. Temperature is only getting up to 2. We'll be below the average. It typically sits at 7 degrees. A sunny day for tomorrow, but it is going to be on the cool side, so you will want to bundle up. It's all courtesy of this ridge of high-pressure Arctic Arctic air that is funneling across the province. It's settled. We've got some strong outflow winds, but it is going to remain dry and we'll continue to track that in towards the interior as well. Wind warning, that is in effect. We've seen those winds today anywhere between 70 and the potential still there with gusts closer to 90 kilometres per hour. How Sound is included within that wind warning and I anticipate that we'll still be tracking that into the early morning hours for tomorrow. Arctic outflow warning, that's along the north and central coast. Wind chills into the minus 20s. And the area of concern is the Chocolton region, the Cold warning that is in effect with the wind chills feeling closer to minus 30 and minus 40. And we'll see that leading in towards our Monday as well. So a heads up, cold the big weather story that we're following across the province. It's dry for a Monday, late day Monday, potentially leading in towards our Tuesday. We have the potential to see a few flurries. This is just a heads up. And we are going to see some rain though with temperatures warming up towards uh, Thursday and in towards our Friday. Now the northern half of the province sees some of those overnight loads with smithers down to minus 20 through the day tomorrow, just up to minus 15. Central interior will be into the minus 20s overnight, and then into the teens through the day. Much of the southern interior, if you're traveling along the mountain passes, a heads up. We've got a mix of sun and cloud, dry conditions along the mountain passes. Whistler tonight will get down to minus 11, and then through the day, just up to minus 6. Across the island inland, we're up to the freezing mark for Port Alberni, Victoria, with that sunshine through the day, up to 5. Lower mainland, it'll be chilly, though, through the day, with temperatures just below the freezing mark for Maple Ridge and Chilliwack at minus one for daytime highs. Our five-day forecast, plenty of sunshine in the mix over the next two. It's the early morning hours do bundle up. Wind chill at minus 10. Chance for some flurries could pop up. That'll be Monday and towards our Tuesday. And then as temperatures warm up Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, so we could see the return for some rainfall. Back to you.
0: All right. Thanks, Yvonne. Well, local art is a big part of the Christmas shopping experience this weekend in East Vancouver. Our Michael Newman had a chance to check out a newly formed artist collective at a former motel.
1: All right. I'm here at the City Center Artist Lodge, which is a former motor hotel turned into artist spaces. And this weekend they're hosting a Christmas art fair where you can find something for the loved ones and get connected through music, art and food. Take a look. Bringing a pop of fun and creativity to the city, the Artists Lodge, located on Main Street in Mount Pleasant, hosted a free two-day community event with local art at its heart. You connect to the neighborhood, you connect to the community, you connect to each other, you connect to artists. And so stuff like this, art has always been that, that bringing people together, that connectivity. And so we've got that here on
4: every single front.
1: Over 40 artists opened their studios to the public to share their unique pieces for sale, including print, painting, textile work, and more, plus an opportunity to spark conversation around creativity.
7: It feels pretty special. What I love about it is just being able to bring people together and have a hub. This is a real like hub for people, I think, to feel very comfortable creating. And I think that it's you know letting the public know who's coming through to that there are this many creative people in the city Thank you.
1: And throughout the whole day and well through the night, a curated series of local musical artists take the stage to help visitors move their bodies and stay warm. The theme of this event is Love is the Warmest Color. And uh, that's just what we wanted to do, is like a few days where you just forget about all the other stuff for a minute and uh, have some fun dancing and connecting with the people next to you um, and uh, get replenished as we move into this little bit crazy season. So as you can tell, a really funky and fun Christmas art market happening this today and tomorrow at an iconic location to bring some holiday joy in the heart of the city. Michael Newman, Global News.
0: Thank you very much, Michael. Well, I never get to see Barry and Yvonne <laughs> uh, during the week, so I thought I would just come in. It's just nice. Just to see, see you guys. Just at, so we can hang face out, so Just so we can hang out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, Sarah, take the day off. I'm going to come in just so I can hang out with oh, Barry and Yvonne.
4: Yeah, Lots here I Athens am. Lots of happens in sports on the weekend. The Canucks are playing tonight, and you know, it's been a tough week. They had two lopsided losses. Now they find out Thatcher Demko is going to be gone about six weeks after that injury he suffered against florida so uh bruce boudreau will speak about that and a surprise scratch in the canuck lineup tonight as well and we'll have just tons of high school football highlights it's championship saturday down at bc place and we'll show you what uh, happened in all the games coming up in sports
0: all right sounds good thanks guys well just ahead hospital under pressure
2: we have to prioritize those children that are acutely ill and make sure that we're here for them
0: Extreme measures in Alberta as they face a surge of pediatric patients. The wait time in emergency at BC Children's Hospital earlier today was close to 10 hours. A similar situation in Alberta where health experts say the number of sick children is at unprecedented levels and it's forcing health officials to make some difficult decisions. Global's Carolyn de Castillo exp- explains.
10: I've never seen anything like this in my 25 years of working as a pediatrician or pediatric resident. The numbers are staggering.
8: Dr. Sam Wong is the head of pediatrics with the Alberta Medical Association. He says the number of severely sick kids he's seen this year in Alberta is unprecedented. As a result of the surge in patients at the Alberta Children's Hospital, respite care at the Rotary Flames House will be temporarily suspended as staff are diverted to the Children's Hospital. We have to prioritize those
2: children that are acutely ill and make sure that we're here for them.
8: Alberta Health Services will be working with families now using respite care. The plan is to have all patients discharged by Tuesday.
10: It's quite sad that it has come to this. Um, I know they're they're trying to keep the uh, surgeries open as long as possible as well. I think they're trying to minimize the impact on the rest of the patients. Is much as they can.
8: Children's lives are on the line. The CEO of Children First Canada is calling for strong messaging from all levels of government to deal with a crisis she says could have been avoided.
7: Urging parents to vaccinate their children, to be wearing masks indoors, to be taking the preventative measures that are needed. This is a crisis that was preventable. Uh, Children are getting sick from preventable illnesses and we we know the solutions that are needed to keep them healthy and well. Uh, There is uh, significant neglect on the part of
8: our Uh, our government leaders right now when it comes to the measures that are needed to protect our children. Dr. Wong is disappointed in the low uptake in influenza and COVID vaccination in Alberta. He says getting the flu shot is one way to reduce the load on emergency departments.
10: I would certainly strongly urge parents to get their kids vaccinated for both COVID and influenza. I think that uh, right now this is not the time to, to hold off. I think as a leader in our province that one should be by example and I don't really see that currently and um, it's disappointing.
8: Other services provided at the Rotary Flames House like palliative care and grief support will temporarily move to the Children's Hospital. Carolyn Curry de Castillo Global News. Barry is standing
0: by with sports after a break. Demco down. The Canucks goalie season goes from bad to worse. That's next.
1: Take the family to see a holiday classic as Go Ballet presents The Nutcracker. Don't miss this critically acclaimed production where 200 performers take you on a spectacular journey to a magical kingdom, featuring live music from the Vancouver Opera Orchestra and world-class guest dancers. Show some love in your neighborhood by participating in the London Drugs Stocking Stuffers for Seniors campaign. Take a gift tag from the in-store Christmas tree and purchase the items on the wish list for a specific senior in the community. For RBC, I'm Michael Newman.
3: Our BC is brought to you by the BC Cancer Foundation, launching the most ambitious health campaign in BC's history. Together, we will go beyond belief.
0: Well, this is just not Thatcher Demko's year. No,
4: everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for mm-hmm. He's never been through this because he's been, like, great every time he's played, so he's not enjoying When we've talked to him, he's looked, honestly, a little down <laughs> for yeah. good reason. All right, thanks, Sophie. Uh, Thatcher Demko's nightmare season continues. The Canucks announced today that Demco will miss six weeks after a lower body injury suffered Thursday versus Florida. Demco has struggled mightily on the ice. His record is 3-10-2. 3.93 3.93 goals against average and he has not looked remotely close to the top flight goaltender his first three full seasons with the Canucks. That means Spencer Martin starts tonight versus the Coyotes and will likely start almost all of them from now until Dem- rather returns sometime in mid-January. A lot of teams have a lot of injuries and will overcome and
6: Uh, you know, we'll be better for it and he'll be better for it in the end when he's healthy.
4: How would you like Spencer to look at this opportunity now where he's going to get a a solid run of games here?
6: Well, he's uh, if I was Spencer, I'd be going okay, now's my chance to prove to the world that I'm not a backup, I'm a great goaltender and he's proven it already to us but I mean, uh, uh, now he can prove it to everybody.
4: And the Canucks will play tonight's game without Brock Besser. He was a healthy scratch for just the second time ever in his career. He's got just three goals in 18 games this year and only one of them at even strength. And he is a team worst, minus 14. Boudreaux hoping a seat in the press box will snap Besser out of his slump. Sometimes, you know, I mean, tough
6: love is tough love. I mean, you have to, I know he's much, he's capable of, of being much better. We want to win and we need him, I think, over the long haul to win, but I mean, we have to be better. I mean, it could have been one of a few guys, but I mean, uh, sometimes this is just something you have to do. We need wins. So, I mean, we need everybody to be the best. And uh, uh, we did it earlier in the year with Connor um, and he responded well. So, you know, I mean, I'm anticipating uh, Brock's a real good professional and everything else that he'll respond uh, in kind.
4: NHL tonight Habs and Oilers from Edmonton. Canadians visit the Canucks Monday. Second period tied at one. Oilers two man power play. McDavid to Drysidle. One timer in in. How many of those have we seen? 17th of the year for Drysidle is 2 1. Habs penalty trouble continues. Another five on three. McDavid will shoot and score past Jake Allen, his 20th goal, it's 3-1. Habs tie it on a two-man power play. Rookie Arbor Zeka with the wrister past Stuart Skinner. It's 3-3, but late in the second with just a few seconds to go, Darnell Nurse beats the buzzer. That makes it 4-3 Edmonton. It stayed that way until late in the third, and Edmonton will add another. And it's McDavid in alone on the breakaway. Look at those quick hands. No chance for Allen. Four-point night for McDavid. Oilers beat the Habs 5-3. Vancouver Warriors opening their national lacrosse season on the road in Toronto. Not the start new head coach Troy Cordingley was looking for. The Rock buried the Warriors earlier. Zach Manns whipping it past Steve Fryer in the Vancouver net. Rock with four goals in the first four minutes. Second period, Rock continue to pile on. Allen Rogers with a missile, 10-1 Toronto, and the Warriors have absolutely no answers. Warriors do get one back. Nice effort by Adam Charlembeadis, scores on the wraparound. He had the hat trick today, maybe the lone bright spot for Vancouver. It was 13-4 at the break. Vancouver had a few good moments, including this one from Keegan Ball, but the Rock crushed the Warriors 19-8 in their season opener. The Warriors are in Calgary next Saturday all right World Cup round of 16 knockout stage from Qatar Netherlands and the USA Dutch strike 10 minutes in beautifully constructed goal finished by Memphis Depay and it's 1-0 for the Orange guys back for more just before the half and it's daily Blind, like they didn't even see him coming 2-0 at the half he spells his name blind it's pronounced blend got it. you got it thanks yeah, sir. I, I appreciate <laughs> you Americans got some hope Haji Wright Brilliant little chip with his back foot here to the corner. Pretty goal 2-1 plenty of time left for the Americans But the Netherlands was having none of it. They get it right back Denzel Dumfries seals the deal Netherlands through to the quarters 3-1 over the United States in the late game Lionel Messi and Argentina taking on Australia and the Argentine superstar wastes little time making his mark scores one of his vintage left footers from 15 yards out. He is so accurate Just curls it past the keeper, 1-0 Argentina. And their fans are loving it, especially when Messi scores. Second half, big mistake by Matthew Ryan, the Soccero goalkeeper. Horrendous giveaway. Julian Alvarez knocks it in. Argentina take the gift. They win it 2-1, and they will meet the Netherlands in the quarterfinals next Friday. This World Cup freestyle season getting underway today in Finland. Canada's Michael Kingsbury, the king of the moguls, and to absolutely no one's surprise, Flawless again. His consistency is just remarkable. Kingsbury wins his record 75th World Cup victory as he takes the moguls in Finland. Raptors, after being blown out the last two games, glad to be hosting last place Orlando tonight. Pascal Siakam. Having an all-star type season, draws the contact. High arcing shot is good, plus one. OG Ananobi almost couldn't miss in the first half. He drives, draws the foul, banks it in. Nine of 10 from the uh, field for OG in the first half and the Raptors are leading big in the third, 83-56. Hero Challenge Golf from the Bahamas. Tiger Woods was supposed to play, had to pull out with uh, plantar fasciitis in his foot. Tiger is the host. Did get some TV time today to tell everyone how he's doing. He says he's doing fine. Great day for Norway's Victor Hovland. Made six birdies in a seven-hole span on the back nine. How about that tee shot on the par 3-16th? Eight under 64. Three-shot lead for him. Corey Connors, the only Canadian, is 19th in the 20-man field at seven over. It is high school football championship Saturday at B.C. Place with four provincial champions crowned in both junior and senior varsity, double-A and triple-A. We've got highlights of all the games so far today. We will start with the junior varsity double-A final, New West in orange, or uh, sorry, let's call that to Vernon in blue against Windsor at North Vancouver in white. Third quarter tied at six. Cole Budgen, the Vernon quarterback. Great throw to Jonah Lee. That would lead to the go-ahead touchdown for Vernon, and they led 12-6 back comes Windsor. Quarterback Emmett Ward goes up top 23 yards to Alex Benoit Van Ipperen with the touchdown grab. Sounds like royalty. And Windsor Dukes win the Junior Varsity AA title 13-12 over Vernon. Junior Varsity AAA final. New West in Orange here against Van College in purple. High-scoring game. Hayaks take the lead late first half. Antonio Hagelit to Kai Stewardson. One-handed grab by Stewardson. 24-19 New West in front. But then the Fighting Irish put the pedal down. Parker Orr with the uh, perfect delivery here to Lucas Gonzalez. And another great grab for the touchdown, 32-24 Van College. And then in the fourth quarter, Ryder Quintana will bust one from 40 yards out. Quintana was busting out all day long. This is his fifth touchdown of the game. He was uh, truly a handful for the high Van College take the junior varsity triple-A championship, 55-32 over New West. And senior varsity double-A championship, Robert Bateman of Abbotsford in green against John Barsby of Nanaimo in uh, red and white. It was all green guys. Nolan Watron, nice delivery to Rain Lang for the touchdown. 21-0, Twenty-one, nothing. Bateman with the big lead, and it was uh, certainly their day. Watron with another TD pass, this time to AJ Nowin. That's a thirty-yard score, and Robert Bateman convincingly win the senior varsity AA championship, forty-five to fourteen. And more football. Shrum football, Shrum Bowl at SFU last night. Stadium holds eighteen hundred. They crammed under three thousand in for the first Shrum Bowl in twelve years. Great finish, fourth quarter. SFU using uh, running back Mason Glover a couple times. Eight-play, 91-yard drive. Glover going in from two yards out right here to give SFU the lead 17-12 on a chilly night on Burnaby Mountain. UBC, though, 37 seconds left on the clock. Fourth and 10, final chance to stay alive, and they do. Derek Engel, with the completion, keeps the drive alive, and then Engel caps off a 12-play, 65-yard game-winning drive with the touchdown plunge, and UBC... With bragging rights, they win the Bowl, 18-17. They may still be partying because (laughs) that's what college kids do. Even if they don't win, they can still party.
0: They still party every single weekend. I don't
4: know if it's changed. That was a long time ago, though, wasn't it? It was many decades ago. You remember that? Well, I didn't remember it even a day after it happened back then, but I know what you're saying. But you've been told. Yeah, I've been
0: told. All right, thanks, Barry. (laughs) Up next, a lost dog gets a special escort. All right, we'll call this the animal segment to wrap up the show. A local animal rescue organization focused on keeping families together is looking for help this holiday season. Pause for Hope works to keep animals with their families through challenges and hardships. The two most popular programs offered by the organization include temporary animal foster care to those in crisis and access to veterinary services. Those looking to help can either donate to Pause for Hope or give an animal a home by fostering. We are certainly seeing a reduction in donations this year, mm. which is
2: not surprising given the cost of inflation and, and the cost of living. But also to foster, if you're on the, if you live in the Lower Mainland and you can open up your home to a cat and/or a dog or a rabbit or a guinea pig, um, we all, our, our ability to help uh, people in crisis depends on whether or not we have enough fosters.
0: And one more for you. A wayward dog got a special ride-along on the North Shore this week. Take a look. North Van RCMP say a passerby flagged down officers on Thursday after finding this good boy wandering near St. Thomas Aquinas Secondary. With snow still covering parts of the city, the pup got a front-row seat in a police vehicle before being reunited with his humans about an hour and a half later. That's one way to get a (laughs)
4: ride-along. Could become Maybe he could become a police dog. As maybe a, this is fortuitous. For,
0: training. Yeah. He was a police dog for a couple of hours.
9: Uh, All right, yeah. uh, final word on the weather, Yvonne? Chilly overnight tonight. Uh, clear conditions for most areas with the windshield feeling like minus 10, so bundle up. It'll be chilly for both Sunday and Monday, but we've got plenty of sunshine. Chance for some flurries could pop up, and that's Monday night and towards our Tuesday so far, so stay tuned, and then changing over to rain by Wednesday, Thursday.
0: Well, it was nice to see you guys. Yeah, it's nice to, to have yourself. you, so. In real life and everything. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Krista Dow is here at 11 tonight. Have a good night all.